Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast, Mexico Grand Prix edition. And well, we have two of the biggest personalities in not just Formula One, the world. It is Tom Bellingham, who founded WTF1 from his university bedroom. What a hero. Without him, neither (laughs) me or Katie would exist. And Katie, the WTF1 editor and sole producer of the WTF1 annual. Congratulations, Katie. How excited are you to be an author of your own book? Are you technically an author now? Is that what happens? I I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to call you an author now. Don't do that. <laughs> Tommy's the founder and Katie's the author. WTF1 the author. author. <laughs> That's becoming a thing. That's 100% now. At least every, to the end of the year, podcast. that is sticking now. So it's oh, well goodness. done, Katie, on the annual stuff. But um, before we start, let's talk about the WTF1 annual, which we've just released. Katie, you are working very hard to get that all done. Our first ever physical book, WTF1 Hitting the Physical Stuff, which is new and exciting for us. It's a great gift for Christmas, but if you need to, if you, I'm going to say if you need to, you do need to pre-order as there are only a limited number of copies. Visit WTF1.com forward slash annual or the link in the description to get yours. If your team WTF1 like the people watching as well, you get an exclusive discount too. So welcome to the live team WTF1 members right here for this podcast as well. If you want to get involved, WTF1.com forward slash team WTF1. Right, that's enough links. Let's get into some three word race reviews. Matt, Cerny official says Checo, 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 Lungu dot Alexander, time for tequila, and Micah underscore Angelo underscore Max sent it. A lot of Checo chanting, not just from Max, but the entirety of the uh, Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez uh, yesterday. Lots of vibes. Could if you had just tuned in, you would have thought Checo had won at the end of the race. Let's be honest with you, <laughs> but but the atmosphere was was a serious vibe up there with Zandvoort and especially with the way that the track is built, probably better atmosphere than Zandvoort. Yeah, it's a, it wasn't the greatest race for action, but um, amazing, amazing atmosphere. And uh, yeah, totally, totally agree. If you'd kind of watched the pictures as you came on, uh, if you'd have just like switched on at the end of the race or even just seen the pictures afterwards, um, sort of Checo being lifted by his Red Bull crews is waving the Mexican flag. It's like he'd uh, won the championship, but it is obviously an incredible moment that he's the first ever Mexican driver to be on the podium in Mexico, which is a very cool thing. I'm going to channel as much enthusiasm and excitement as Sergio Perez's dad after the celebrations in this podcast today, because he is now my new favourite human being, like what a legend. He's got so much energy. And like you say, they were celebrating as if he had won the race it was it was brilliant so lots of serotonin for sunday evening yesterday lots of happy chemicals uh, in the brains of a lot of people um let's go with my three-word race review let's dive straight in shall we uh, i've gone for drivers championship inbound now tommy didn't want me to write this. Uh, he in fact said no as soon as i said it don't don't write that and i i insisted because it's looking more and more likely like max is taking baby steps towards his first ever world championship. You can see Tommy starting to bounce up and down now, as you can see the nervous energy starting to get through his leg, like Christian Horner. Oh, the Christian Horner, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and obviously with the Max Cape, which is actually starting to levitate now that you're thinking about it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I, it, it just seems more and more likely and that Verstappen is genuinely looking like, well, he is the favourite, of course he is. Red Bull seem to have got a great package as well they've they absolutely i was going to say dominated they didn't dominate the whole weekend but they smashed the race and i think toto even came out and said they could have driven circles around them even if they hadn't uh been uh, ahead after turn one lap one so yeah it's looking very likely i personally want to see max win this title because it would be amazing to to have a new a new champion I would like no, it. No, nothing to do with that Schumacher pitch from the background. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just that, close that. that. <laughs> uh, obviously a little bit that as well. Uh, but people th- people seem to misunderstand when I say that I want it to be a close championship fight, that I want Lewis to win, when in fact I would love for Max to win. And I think it, both of them deserve it, although Max probably slightly more with a bit of the bad luck that he's had this year. So, yeah, it, I, I'm hoping it half jinxes it so at least we get a finale. You know, that would be nice because I think after all of this, we deserve one. But I know a lot of Max fans don't want a finale and they want it over ASAP. Is that right, Tommy? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think a lot of people's nerves wouldn't be able to take it going into the last race, would they? So um, he's, yeah, you can't 
praise him enough really for that. He's been not, I wouldn't say completely faultless, but very little mistakes. I mean, the mistakes that he's made, especially at the start of the year when the questions were more things like, can Max Verstappen win the title? And we were the sort of narrative was like, oh, maybe he's not ready because he's literally like running wide slightly on a qualifying lap. And it's like, if that's the only real major mistakes you're doing in the year, you're doing pretty well. And um, I think regardless of how the championship goes, I mean, Max has just shown unbelievable talent. And I can't, I literally just can't get over how chilled he is when he's going up against essentially Lewis Hamilton in his prime, the pressure of it being his first ever world title. And he just doesn't seem to follow that sort of narrative where you're meant to be under a lot of pressure and Formula One's a really high pressure environment. You're meant to make loads of mistakes and that hasn't seemed to happen. Like the last couple of races has just been well flawless. It really has. Like speaking, not me personally speaking to Max, but listening to other media speak to Max week in, week out, he's just cool as a cucumber. He's like, I'm taking each race as it comes. You know, I'll start to sit, take it, not take it seriously, but like be maybe a bit more nervous and realize quite what's at stake when it's Abu Dhabi, if it goes down to the, down to the wire. But yeah, he's, he did a phenomenal job yesterday, got one of the best starts that we've seen so far this season, and I'm sure we'll go into that in a little bit. But yeah, he's got a 19-point now lead to Hamilton. Um, I know it's very much sitting on the fence, but I would be, I'd be happy for both drivers to win a championship. I think they've both done brilliant jobs this year. I think you could argue, and it sounds absolutely obscene saying this, but Hamilton has made more mistakes this year than Verstappen, which doesn't sound like a sentence that should even be said because like you say, it's a seven time world champion. Um, But there's positives to both obviously Verstappen winning his first championship. It would be really nice to have that change come in. And I feel like it might be the cherry on top of this unbelievable season that we've we've had is crowning a new champion. I feel like that's quite a fitting thing. Um, but at the same time, Hamilton becoming the the best ever in terms of championship wins um, also has a really nice narrative to it. So I'm I'm happy with either. But I know you two have your your incredible <laughs> balancing of the fence. Well, don't forget, I'm also <laughs> I meant to be a journalist, so I can't be like yes, 100% max win or whatever. But I from a Personal side as well. I think I would be happy with either of them winning. And I also Ooh, like to sit on fences. Lovely. <laughs> oh, how does that fence, uh, how comfortable is it? Anyway, uh, <laughs> at Cadden790, while Verstappen's late breaking into turn one was brave, bold, beautiful, etc., does it show that he is still all or nothing and will refuse to ever play the percentage game, even if it costs him significantly? It's a good point. Uh, one that we can dive into about that whole first corner, first lap shenanigans that went on i think the first thing is that bottas allowed that to happen which was uh surprising that that was something that uh wasn't discussed beforehand that bottas would maintain the racing line going down towards turn one considering how dusty it was and they needed every bit of advantage they could possibly get which on the racing line you you can break a little bit later it's a bit cleaner uh so that was interesting for bottas that he went in the middle of a th- uh, yeah in the middle oh no t- technically so how did Ham- was Hamilton ahead? Hamilton was side by side. Wasn't he, he managed to give he, he managed to yeah. give Verstappen a toe, and then move in front of Hamilton when it didn't <laughs> yeah. matter to give Verstappen a space. It's it's almost like it couldn't have gone any. Couldn't worse. have gone anywhere. You would if, think that he had actually gone through this. With... If he was Perez, it would have been incredible. Like you would have been like, "What a team player, Perez! That's genius!" Like you yeah, know, you've you've given him a toe, you've moved out the way, and like you say, that's the kind of thing that you kind of almost expected to happen. But I mean. It's pretty clear Bottas does not give two Fs. No, uh, well, no, I think that's, uh, I think he gives a slight F. Uh, but yeah. Because Mercedes did, you know, yeah, give him yeah. the opportunity. And I think to... Bottas said that he thought he genuinely could have a possibility to win that race. He's not just going to like wave Verstappen by if he thinks he has a chance of getting some really good points for himself. But yeah, it was a, a bit of a silly move comparing it to like how we saw at the start of the 2019 race where Hamilton got so squeezed out coming from third, squeezed by Vettel um, coming over to the left. That's kind of what <laughs> Bottas needed to do, but instead he rolled out a red carpet. It's like, here, yeah, come yeah, down the did. cleanest part of the track. I'll leave the door wide open for you. Um, and then Verstappen doing his late braking, as this uh, Cannon mentioned. Uh, and it was sort of just one from there, I think, to be honest. 
yeah, let's let's roll back to the actual question at hand. Sorry, Bottas. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is true because I think Max put himself in a very dangerous position uh, at the outside of turn one where they were three wide, basically going down towards turn one. If Danny Rick's mistake was done by Hamilton, for example, or, or Bottas, then it would have been maybe curtains for Max Verstappen. I apologise if I sound very coldy, by the way. My nose just continues to block up randomly. Uh, but yeah, it's it's... Obviously, he's gone for it. And I think Max is always going to be like that, you know, which is what Cannon kind of suggested is that that is his style. And it's it works out for him sometimes and it doesn't work out in other times. But I feel like this season it's probably worked out more than it hasn't. And therefore, his style has kind of played to that. It's given him an advantage this year. So I'm not surprised at all that Max went for it. I mean, the percentage play in some ways, what else could he have really done in that situation? He's three wide going to out, down towards turn one. If he relinquishes the corner, he may well relinquish a couple more positions on the inside behind uh, Bottas and, and Hamilton and obviously Ricardo locked up and that wouldn't have happened. But if Ricardo didn't do that, perhaps he would have been down fourth, fifth place. So Max went for it. He judged it absolutely perfectly. And it could well be something that we look back on and go, that's where he won the championship in, in a few races time. Yeah, his the move was like so good that it almost made an absolute send look really controlled and quite easy. Um, because it, initially I was kind of like, you, you get into that initial breaking zone and you obviously saw like Dan Ricardo locked up and stuff. Max didn't even lock up, but you'd watch him going in and you're like, is he making that corner? Is he just going to, you know, do what we thought Alonso might do and absolutely send it over the grass and just then worry about it later. Um, but he made the corner superbly well. And I don't know how he made that just look so simple. But like you say, it, there's always a risk at the start um, going around the outside. But um, you could argue, like you kind of alluded to, I don't want to go too much into Bartas again because we're going into that later. But, you know, Bartas broke quite early. <laughs> and that was actually the downfall that he ended up getting punted a little bit. Obviously, it was Ricardo's fault. But um, you know, it's it's that it's that thing where, like you say, Max might not have sent it, but then if he's backing off, everyone's going down the inside, he could lose loads of positions and then his whole race is compromised. So um these things look amazing when they work and they look stupid when they don't. But um, this- it looked oh, very, very good. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, we've always seen Max be quite aggressive with how he is as a driver. Um, the thing that's changed since he joined F1 2016, I think it was, is that he's just got more experience now so he can manage that risk that he takes with aggressive driving a bit more. Um, but thinking about it, like off the top of my head, um, for Verstappen, it was probably quite a smart move by going around and ending up on that left-hand side of everything. Because like you say, if... SHIT hit the fan, um, then he could just veer that's off not, onto that's not the. To, that's not to cover from children, by the way. That's to cover from demonetization. Thank you, Katie. Carry on. No worries. Um, that he could, worst come to worst, swerve onto that grass. Obviously, you don't want your Red Bull to be a lawnmower in that situation. But the FIA did say beforehand that they'd be a bit more lenient in lap one. And if there was a restart with track limits at that turn one. So, you know, if something had happened and Bottas and Hamilton and Perez and all that sort of stuff got caught up together. He could just go over the grass past the bollard and, and escape it all. Um, but yeah, he didn't need to do that because he absolutely aced it as the, as they said, brave, bold and beautiful and wonderful alliteration. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Um, so next question from neutral F1 fanboy. Sorry. I thought Tommy had something else to add. That's why I paused for a second. Oh, okay. but- just a moment of reflection. I was just like, wow, that was great alliteration. Uh, <laughs> next question. Uh, neutral F1 fanboy. Do you think Hamilton still has a chance in the driver's championship? Oh, I love this question so much. Do you think Hamilton still has a chance in the driver's championship given his recent performances and the growing point gap? Yes. Yes. Do you think yes. a seven-time world champion in Mercedes points. could still win the world championship? Please. I know that what I said is that drivers' championship inbound. Don't take that too, you know, too literally. It, it is looking like Max definitely is the favourite, but that that nineteen-point gap can be diminished in one race and some. So, yes, he absolutely can. 
I think Brazil will be another difficult challenge for them because that's again like 800 meters above sea level. There's some elements of altitude, not as much as Mexico, which was over 2,200. But I still think maybe it will play into Red Bull's hands a little bit as well. We'll see. The form book has very much gone out the window this year. So we don't really know. We've got two brand new tracks. We have no idea how any of the cars are going to go. And yeah, well, I mean, one of the tracks may not be finished. We'll, we'll, we'll see that. Uh, but um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a really interesting one. It, Hamilton absolutely can win this championship. Hamilton was ahead at one point and everyone was putting Red Bull in the bin around, I don't know, round six, whatever it was. So just unless it's 75 point gap, with three races to go, there's still a chance. A hundred percent. Literally, my notes for this question, nothing is impossible. And he is a seven-time champion for a reason. And I think that pretty much summarizes my answer nicely. And Vettel, Vettel, for example, in 2010, did not did not lead the championship until the final race. The whole season did not lead the championship. No. And he was a massive way, way behind going into his final two races and Look, you kind of alluded to it as well. Like, I know you're saying Brazil is um, one of the tracks where Red Bull are suited, but also it's Brazil and it's had its first share of drama and unexpected races and sprint quality and rain. And, you know, anything can happen. And I think people are getting a bit carried away, exactly like Austria, that, you know, you come on the back of a race where Max is leading the title and then dominantly wins on a track that he was always going to win at anyway, Mexico. Um, exactly like Austria, everyone said the same thing. And within two races, Hamilton's right back in the title. So it's not over. Um, one interesting stat that I did see there in one of the um, videos that the race did is they said that if Max wins in Brazil, we could have a 2016 situation where all he has to do is finish second finish in every second. race for the yeah. rest of the season, which could be very big. So, um, yeah, it's all to it's all to play for, and that's the thing. Like the later it gets, the more Hamilton can risk. And while we've spoken about uh, Max not um, buckling under the pressure, um, he will have to start thinking maybe more about just finishing and getting the championship points where Hamilton can go absolute full send into turn one and things like that, because he knows that that's what he's got to do. So it's definitely not over. Have you been watching this season? Have you been watching Hamilton's career? We know that Hamilton will go the extra mile if he is, you know, against all odds. Like remember Abu Dhabi when Rosberg yep. won the championship, he was practically getting out and pushing that Mercedes round to back Rosberg into the third and fourth. So Hamilton, Hamilton will do everything he mm. can within yeah, the rule book to, yeah. to make this. I wonder if part of this has come from the part like previous few years where Hamilton has won it obviously not easily, but he hasn't had the level of competition that he saw in 2016 or uh, this year with Max. And people maybe just think, oh, all all Hamilton is good at is being in a fast car and sitting around and going around in circles when actually like he is a phenomenal racer when it comes to it. Like look at Turkey last year, started out um, obviously not at the front of the grid, fought his way through. And that still remains one of Hamilton's best ever races, in my opinion. Like the guy's not just a person who will put it on pole and then just tootle around the track and do his own thing, which I wonder if that's something that's come into it. I don't know, but it's also yeah. mad that I guess there's a lot of people that have come in from that are maybe watching the sport from, you know, drive to survive and have come watching recent years who have never had the experience of a title fight. Yeah, We've true. obviously been, been lucky. And, and to me, it's almost crazy to think that like some people have been watching even like four or five years now and I've never seen a proper title fight, but this is, this is it now. Like they didn't see like 2016, like you say, when it was going down to the wire, even 2014 and 2012 and all this kind of stuff. So um, there's more drama to come. There's no doubt about it. The way the season's going, you just can't, can't predict it. Oh, absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt. People asking if it's over. Have have they been watching this season? It's, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's literally like the James Franco something. first time. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We interrupt this WTF1 podcast. A very quick chat about one of our sponsors for this episode, LinkedIn Talent Solutions. 
Today, many small business owners are busier than ever. Time spent searching for and interviewing candidates can take time away from managing and growing a business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get to the candidates worth interviewing faster, and it's free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the UK. Focus on candidates with the skills and experience you need. Use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritise who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster and you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com slash WTF1. Again, that's linkedin.com slash WTF1 to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Right, let's get back to the podcast. Uh, Katie, whilst you're on the mic, hit us with your three-word race review. Well... My three-word race review can only be about one person, and that is Sergio Perez. Uh, and my three-word race review, <laughs> yeah, literally, <laughs> best dad ever. Question mark. Uh, no, mine is perfect home podium. And I know that people probably say, "Well, he could have got P two, and yes, we'll go into that in a minute." Um, but Sergio Perez got a podium at his home race and provided us with some of the most wholesome podium celebrations ever. Um, I'm really pleased that. He managed to make his way up to there. Obviously, he's never got a podium at his home race. He becomes the first Mexican to get a podium at his home race. Um, and I just really like these lovely F1 moments that we're getting this season. Um, and well done, Checo. There you go. Bye. <laughs> well done, Checo. Bye. That's, uh, what a lovely synopsis uh, from Katie there. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was amazing, wasn't it? Sorry, Tommy. No, go on, you go. I was just going to say, it was, you know, the whole atmosphere was was amazing. Uh, it's incredible to think that, you know, Sergio getting P3, which he's done before. He's won races before. And yet P3 at Mexico was like the absolute bee's knees. And it could have easily been second place as well had um, had he managed to get past Lewis. But that last sector is absolutely disgusting. Uh, but generally speaking, Sergio's never usually been that good around Mexico. But I'd say he was, you know, pretty on form. <laughs> I've still got a blocked nose. It's really difficult to talk. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, I'm, so, think, I'm trying so hard sorry Kate. while you while you clear your nose um we'll say that you know I put a tweet out last night saying this time last year we didn't even know if Sergio Perez had a race seat for 2021 you know yeah. he was talking about going for a sabbatical he had that really weird press conference everybody just assumed he was going to be announcing either his retirement or a sabbatical and then he's been snapped up by Red Bull I know he's had a bit of a wobbly 2021 so far some highs some quite low lows but he seems to be getting comfortable with that Red Bull now. I'm sure that's probably just going to jinx the rest of his season. But yeah. I still think that that signing of Sergio Perez is one of the best decisions Red Bull has made in its F1. Uh, it's... I'm in F1 and yeah. Um... <laughs> with the with the, like, the podium celebrations as well, like you say, it was similar to the way that Cota was the perfect storm of like, this amazing American fan base and and people coming to the race. You had this perfect storm of for Mexico that they'd miss a race for a year. Like you say, this time last year, we didn't even know if Sergio Perez would even be in Formula One and the atmosphere had been very different if he wasn't. But now he's come to this race with, um, you know, he's in a top team. He's a race winner now and had a genuine chance of, you know, getting on the podium, which he did. And I know we've kind of already mentioned it, but, the the thing with like Perez's dad, I saw a comment on uh, IBR that was talking about um, how uh, you know the the sacrifices that Perez would have had to make, and it's very different to uh, not that it's not difficult for Europeans, but for like a young kid to basically leave their whole world behind and go to Europe and try this like dream, and I just thought it was so wholesome that his dad must have just been thinking like no wonder he was so happy because he must have been thinking like this whole thing is because of my son like there's no way that like that Mexican Grand Prix would pro- probably even be on the calendar without Perez never mind yeah. like how amazing the celebrations are and stuff and no wonder he was so like unbelievably proud because it's like that whole race is essentially like Sergio Perez's like because of 
what what he is in Mexico. So yeah, that was so 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 cool. And it, it was actually really funny as well that you saw like pictures of uh, Perez's dad that seemed to have just like adopted Max as his son as well. With his arm, like, yeah. <laughs> it was nice. it was great. Those it's scenes so were cute. amazing such a such an awesome scene and uh you know he was very much almost the center of attention a, a lot of the time in the sky broadcast as well where you know you'd see just him with the flag out absolutely buzzing uh it's quite funny as well when they spoke to him after the race just as they were closing the show and uh it was so funny how he consistently kept reminding people that he won a car championship yeah. around the same track and he was like yeah i won this championship and it makes me still feel so proud to have my son on the podium as well but i also won this championship and uh may I remind, and he kept saying it i was like all right mate chill out this is so did you see him when he was like, oh, I'm I'm so honoured to be here with a world champion and sort of like Pat yeah. Damon Hill and Jensen Button was like, I'm right here, mate. I think Simon Lazenby was like world champions. Uh, yeah, that's uh, you know, plural. It's almost as bad as when I called Jensen Button a Sky presenter for a podcast and he said, oh, I'm yeah. not a world champion then. I was like, oh, sorry. Didn't mean that. Great start. <laughs> he now hates me. Lovely. Uh, but, you know, it was amazing scenes. You know, I, I really wanted Sergio to, to get on the podium, you know, as much as... Some people think I'm a, a, a pretty harsh critic of him and, and at times he has deserved it, but I think that his pace was very much there this weekend. It's exactly what Red Bull wanted from him when they signed him. Uh, you know, he's not going to be on Max's pace, but he was there to challenge Hamilton. So he did everything uh, that I think he needed to do uh, this weekend and uh, he, he got the podium that, that he very much deserved and it would have been nice to have a Red Bull one too. I think the scenes would have been even crazier, but uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Uh, next question. Uh, I was going to ask a question. It wasn't even a question that you'd done. You'd done the three-word race review. Uh, L or I, not sure if that's an L or an I, XNRL. Do you think Red Bull will win the Constructors' Championship now? I love it. I love these questions every single week without fail. It's just the, the team changes. It's just like, do you think, do you think Mercedes is going to win, win now? Uh, do you think Red Bull will win the Constructors' Championship now? No. I think it's going to be very close. It's one point in, isn't it? Uh, so... I still think Bottas will have a few good performances in him, especially knowing he's not going to be in that Mercedes ever again come the end of this season. I still think there's some good performances coming from Bottas. It really does depend on the form because if Red Bull had the advantage they had in Mexico in the next three or four races, then it's a done deal for them. But I don't think they're going to have that that pace advantage. So I still think Merck might well clinch it, but uh, Verstappen for the title. There was... A moment wasn't there where, well, not even that long ago, where I was kind of like, "There's absolutely no way Red Bull can win win the constructors' title." And now, because of Bottas scoring no points, it's really closed it back up. And the fact that Perez has found this form—I think it's three podiums in a row now. Um, I believe that's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it just makes the this uh, like another title fight uh even more exciting i know it's not as exciting as the drivers but um you know it's still something to to fight for and look forward to so um if i had to predict i'd maybe still go mercedes way um but i think it's not it's definitely not as easy as a decision as it was a few races ago i was like there's absolutely no chance and i'm like they could do it if perez's form is this good still. So you reckon um, you reckon same as me though, Merkel But I think if I had to predict, it's Mercedes. But I mean, it's it's literally like a sixty forty. Not say, a say the drivers as well. Come on, say it. I know you don't want to. Who's going to win the drivers? Who's going to win the drivers? Yeah, because I said Merkel Verstappen. <laughs> I thought that you. <laughs> I know. You, I know you don't it. want to say. The <laughs> Verstappen. Oh, he's going to blow up at Brazil now. Right, no, Kate, stop. Yeah, I think, like you say, Bottas has had one bad race and everyone's like, oh God, the, the Constructors' Championship is over. Red Bull have got this. But um, I think, I mean, we said this would be a, a Red Bull track and then Mercedes went one, two in quality. But um, Brazil is supposedly more of a Red Bull focused track or like, you know, suitable for them. Then we've got Qatar and Saudi, which nobody's really got any idea what the hell's going to happen there. Um, and then Abu Dhabi, which is normally more of a Mercedes track. So it's difficult to predict who could take the Constructors' Championship because we literally have two races that we have no idea how it's going to go. That's 50% of the races left. That's quick math, that Whoa, is, by the way. Wow, wow. Okay, wow, unbelievable. <laughs> so... Um, if I had to 
put my predictions down, I would say the same as you, Verstappen to win drivers, Mercedes to win constructors. But hey, this year has just proved that absolutely anything can happen. So, so we're all in unison and we all agree we're all going to be wrong. That's Yeah, uh, we're always wrong with our predictions. So yeah. congratulations, Lewis Hamilton and Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next nice. question, Team WTF1 are done zero, who I believe is in the chat as well. Uh, welcome. Uh, if there was another five laps, would Checo have passed Lewis? No, he didn't have the straight line speed, in my opinion. I felt like they missed an opportunity Red Bull, when AWS came over the blower with their little with their little graphic and it said 0.2 chance, I think Perez was ahead of jumping Hamilton. And I think that was probably their best opportunity because Red Bull just didn't have the straight line speed to pass Hamilton down the straight. I think Perez did get as close as maybe three quarters of a second behind and then opened DRS and gained maybe two tenths. And that was it. So obviously with the you know, with Mexico in general, it's quite difficult to get a really good run. We saw Bottas stuck behind Ricardo for 39 laps. So, and then more afterwards as well. So, yeah, I, I don't think he would have won. No, it's frustrating because on team radio, they said, you know, Checo is going to be close to Lewis in the last couple of laps. And I was like, oh, this is going to be really exciting. And then Checo just made up so much and closed the gap like way quicker than I thought any of us were expecting. So I was like, oh my goodness, this could actually happen. And then it was very much a game of follow, well, not follow the leader, but follow Hamilton. And yeah, there didn't really look like there were many opportunities in those 10, 15 laps or whatever we had for Checo to make the pass. And I can't imagine another five laps would have added to things as much as I would have loved a Red Bull one too. Um, I don't think he was getting passed. No, I think, yeah, I'm in the same agreement that Perez caught up really quickly. I think in hindsight, yeah, that that chance where if they'd have pitted straight away because Hamilton came out behind Leclerc, so couldn't absolutely bolt with his fresh tyres, maybe that could have been it and it would have been close. But then I guess... Perez's strength is saving the tyres going longer and then trying to catch up, which would have been great in theory if it wasn't Mexico. Um, And to answer the question, no, I don't believe so. And I think there could have been 50 laps and you wouldn't be able to get past because the track is not very good for overtaking at all. (laughs) Hey, maybe next year, though, as we say with all the other rubbish tracks for overtaking, maybe next year with the 2022 cars and the new regs. Lovely. Can't wait. Hmm. That kind of leads me onto my review. Shall I oh, go for it? I thought you were look, you looked <laughs> eager to carry on. Go on then, Tommy. Three word race review. Oh, well, I'm on. Uh, mine is stadium mixed feelings. I mean, this could also be track mixed feelings. Um, or just general mixed feelings. General mixed me. feelings. Um, I appreciate this is the ultimate irony coming from someone that likes Monaco. Um, but, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I'm just oh, going to cover yeah. that. Let me just, just, let me just sit back and enjoy I'm this. Just, I'm just going to okay. cover that. I just thought I'd go. Just, I'd say that first um, because that I know that's... stop me criticising you. Yeah, Come true. <laughs> um, every race at Mexico have the same thing of like, the crowd are amazing. It's such an incredible atmosphere. It's so cool. And then for me, that stadium section, uh, I put it on Twitter, it's the Barcelona chicane, but with an amazing atmosphere. It's one of those tracks where like you lose all the benefit of a really long straight because the stadium section just separates the cars and there's and it's not even just the stadium section to be perfectly frank like four five and six as well is a clumsy awful tilker at his worst kind of section that you know we we saw three i think it was within like four laps every single car's like got a three second gap apart between them because they just can't follow each other and I absolutely love the whole vibe of Mexico. Um, but for me, the the circuit, if you put that circuit anywhere else, it's one of the worst circuit layouts in Formula One. And But then on the flip side, um, they're thinking, oh, I absolutely hate the, like, the stadium section. It's awful. This is everything wrong with Formula One, you know, building, building a, a track around the, the kind of a, a building or something a bit like Abu Dhabi. And then it gets to the end of the race and there's that part and I'm like, God, the stadium section's awesome, isn't it? <laughs> well, look, let's, let's change the track right here, right now. Let's, let's de-tilkify it. Turns two and three. Don't, Go back why? to the other. Why, 
why is that so heavy, like heavily left right? Just make it a little, just a little chicane. Lovely. Then you have a run all the way down to turn four. Get rid of that next left hand. Just have a hairpin. Okay. Yeah. Have a lovely little yeah, hairpin. Yeah, yeah. Then the, the fans can still see the cars for a certain amount of time. Then if we really have to go through what is the worst sequence of left rights, I think on the F1 calendar, it just, it's just awkward. I think me and you, Tommy spoke about it in the watch along. It just doesn't, <clears throat> it doesn't feel right. You know, then there's that where Sonoda went off. That left, right as well just seems really awkward and not very nice. Then you have that next downhill, not downhill, down towards the next 90 degree right-hander. That's fine. That can stay because we're going into the stadium section. Then just make it a little swooper, just a little sweepy sweeper. Yeah, it doesn't need to be. 170 degree back on yourself rubbish. Yeah, I imagine it's something to do with the cars having to be a certain speed through that that yeah. section but well, like you say cover if, the whole stadium in like a zorb football or something yeah exactly the like you say why they need to like go back on themselves it is really it's that that little loop i don't understand why like you say they can't just go in go like sort of straight back to like cut off that whole like twisty bit in the sec- section and then they can follow each other because just as you're about to sort of follow each other through that twisty bit because you kind of can because it's not a silly sector um you'll you'll get a better run down the straight and then totally agree and to turn four any chance you've got of passing or is almost negated by the fact that you've got a very quick chicane up straight away and um it's just yeah it's not honestly great. we were if you just gave us the blueprints we could create the greatest f1 season for, for tracks <laughs> uh, but actually no i say we you would include monaco so maybe not but uh but yeah no that's uh that's interesting katie do you agree with us or do you think mexico's uh just worst of all i think it's the best best track on the calendar (laughs) did you see well i'm sure he's paid a lot to be there jackie stewart calling yesterday the best race of the season so far i nearly fell off my chair is that the first race he's watched this season yeah i was like you right jackie (laughs) hun okay um but uh i think it's probably because he's paid a lot by heineken to be there and obviously presented that cool award to bottas for power we've been having too Um, much heineken during the race and therefore well (laughs) so jackie stewart or as katie calls him jackie hun (laughs) <laughs> sir jackie hun thank you um but f- i don't know with with track layouts like i'm not really an expert when it comes to saying what should go what should stay um it's not really neither a are we one. casey but we <laughs> yeah, yeah but you just explained it like really well <laughs> yeah but like i guess you guys play the f1 games and stuff pretend. like that and know like, what you, you like and not- what you don't like are you not a frequent F1 game player, Katie? Yeah. I played it once in my life and, and I, I made it to oh, turn yeah. one in Monza and then I never played it again. <laughs> and it ended up upside down or something, didn't you? Which is yeah. impressive. So. Fair. We, okay. We'll have to film something in the winter break of me trying to learn how to play the F1 game. Good um, How much time it. do we have? <laughs> <laughs> Whole winter break. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the circuit doesn't provide great overtaking. Um, you know, they advertise it as something where like plenty of overtakes can happen, but the reality is it's just a bit of a dead track. Um, and like you say, atmosphere is excellent. Oh, hello. <laughs> so the atmosphere is excellent. And uh, Katie's now back. <laughs> and, my, and then my internet <laughs> cut out. I was going to say, <laughs> the atmosphere is excellent. But also, you know, oh, you've done again. a video on it. No, I haven't. No, Have I? <laughs> I'm just pausing for thought. Um, <laughs> with, the, with the altitude uh, affecting the car so much... I just, I don't know. It seems like there's an awful lot of things to go wrong for the cars mechanically. And, you know, all these drivers that, and I want, nobody really spoke to any of the drivers about it, but obviously being in high altitude, it's going to mean that you've got less air to give you less energy for the races. So you're naturally fatigued easier, but for people like Hamilton, who has said before that he's suffering with long COVID and other drivers on the grid that have, have had COVID. I wondered if they felt their, um, energy had been affected with the high altitude. It's something that wasn't really talked about at all over the weekend. Oh, you but basically, you've obviously tuned into the latest F101, Katie, that we put out today, where uh, part of that was uh, about the drivers, huh? Did you? No, you didn't. I bet you didn't. I, bet you... I didn't because I wrote an article first. about it on Thursday. Oh, yeah. You put out the, you put out the thing, and I was like, wait, but Katie, I've just written a script about it. Sorry, Tommy, carry on. So basically, what we're saying is they need to. Dig a giant hole and then yes. in that. go to yeah. the Earth's core, the and then it might be good to Mexico. Wow, the sea level, even whatever. <laughs> just anyway. the whole Science. sea. Just, just, just 
anyway, no, that would be a lot of flooding. No, okay. Anyway, uh, moving on to another question. Team WTF1, Sean Sutton. How long can we use the but it's a great atmosphere line in defensive circuits like Mexico City, where we haven't had great races before the line gets old? I don't think Mexico gets enough stick for being a rubbish racetrack, to be honest with you. But it won't have to go through anymore because next year it's going to be a, a revolution and we're going to have 20, however many, amazing races with the new regs. I think that we've pretty much covered that, though, haven't we, with the, the atmosphere? So uh, moving on, at Reese. C. Pasco, after his lacklustre defence of the lead on lap one, which we have touched on, will there be any internal repercussions for Bottas? Wolf wasn't impressed after the race. The thing is, right, if you're leaving a job and you've handed in, your, or if you've, you've been given your resignation letter, there's no need for internal repercussions because they're leaving anyway. So I think what might happen is he goes to Alfa Romeo and George Russell replaces him. That's a bold prediction I'm going for. Okay, what do you think next year? Because of what he did in Mexico, yeah. Wow, okay, all right. Interesting. Tommy's dropping <laughs> bombshells today. Uh, but no, I, I, there's not going to be any internal repercussions. Bottas just does Bottas things and isn't very good at defending. We know that. And uh, for whatever reason, was like, Max, come through. I, I don't yeah. think Yeah, I, t- also- I totally agree. It's not his... It, it's, not, it's not Bottas, like, deliberately trying to put his middle finger up at Mercedes because they got rid of him, even though Toto claims he didn't get rid of him. Um, but, you know, he's he's never been good in wheel-to-wheel racing. It's his biggest weakness. It always has been. Um, and, I, yeah, I thought he'd immediately tow Hamilton, but he was just doing his own thing. Didn't do it particularly well. Um, but while, you know, he's a very quick driver, that's the side to his game that, that he doesn't really have. You know, we saw it in Sochi where... Max Verstappen just so easily passed him uh, at Sochi and everyone's like, well, you know, he's, people thought he'd taken a grid penalty literally on purpose to kind of block Verstappen and then just lets him through easily. So like I say, it's Bottas doing Bottas things. Yeah, it's not like he wiped Hamilton out in turn one or anything. It was more just a thing that, and we'll talk about who was at fault at it, but um, in my opinion, little bit self-inflicted I know that's going to be different to what you guys think um but yeah it's it's unfortunate but all I can imagine is Wolf saying like you messed up and him going okay and then that's kind of it like like you said there's not going to be anything they're not going to dock his wages or threaten to like ban him for the next race it's just going to be a case of you didn't hold up Verstappen and Bottas is going yeah I know sorry and there's no okay. need to ruffle feathers either because they need yeah. him for the next few races. It's not like, exactly. you're there's... in the doghouse. Oh, wait, no, we need you for Brazil, please. So doesn't make any sense. Um, next question, James AFCF1. Why didn't Ricardo get a penalty for spinning Bottas around on lap one? That's exactly what I was asking myself too, James. I think that it was a mistake and he hit him and it deserved a penalty. I know Valtteri is, you know, there's an argument that he braked early and that, somehow caused Ricardo to lock up, which I'm not quite so sure about that so much. I mean, it's turn one, lap one. Some people take it a little bit easier into there, especially if you're three wide. Uh, you know, I'm a massive fan of Danny Rick, but I felt like he definitely deserved a penalty uh, for that. It's not a racing incident because in my head, a racing incident is a 50-50 collision. And I don't think Valtteri was 50 at fault for that. I am going to disagree with you in the sense that I think... I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. No, Uh, I think both had a part to play in it. I think Ricardo, like, obviously, he got a mega start, shot past loads of people, started P7, ended up going into turn one, like, alongside Perez almost. And then, yeah, like you say, locked up the front right and if you kind of do it by frame by frame, it seems very, very slim chance that he was actually going to make that corner because he just broke too late, locked up all this kind of stuff. But Valtteri, as you say, braked way too early, almost had Perez go up the back of him. Perez had to take almost like avoiding action to have a crash with him. Um, And as a result was in a place where Ricardo then tapped the back of him I don't think it was definitely Ricardo's fault and definitely Bottas's fault and I don't think it was a racing incident so I do on this one very rare occasion actually agree with what the stewards did um but I know that you're both of a different opinion so oh, oh <laughs> are we both Tommy please come in save me <laughs> well I'm 
I'm of the opinion that, again, it's like, I think it was, you, you have to penalize it because of what's gone on before. But the thing is, it's like, I don't, I don't understand. It all goes down to the consistency thing where it's like, at the start of the year, they were being really lenient and then said, oh, well, it doesn't matter if, you know, you get punted, it's the first lap. Then they gave Gasly that ridiculous penalty in yeah, Turkey where stupid. it was so silly, like way, like what Ricardo did was a hundred times worse than what Gasly did and Gasly got a five second penalty. So Ricardo did it. Yeah. Um, so that's where I'm like the consistency. If, if Gasly hadn't got that penalty and they'd been doing that on lap one, I'd, I'd understand it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's because they've given like Gasly a penalty. And then I totally understand why Mercedes are fuming because I know there's always this argument of like, well, Ricardo knocked his front wing off. He's ruined his race anyway. But then it's he, not the consequence. Not specific consequence. Yeah, it's, it? one, it's not the consequence. And two, he held up Bottas for yeah. 39 <laughs> laps uh, because of it. And Bottas you know, might have got a point if uh, he hadn't have, uh, you know, had to spend 39 laps behind Danny Rick. So yeah. it ruined, just, ruined his race. I've just watched this about 100 times whilst you've been talking. And that is absolutely ridiculous that he hasn't got a penalty. I'm sorry. But like Bottas well, has probably well. braked about two metres earlier than Hamilton. Yes, he's gone towards the apex, but Ricardo is not halfway alongside and therefore does not is not entitled to racing room on that inside line. Now, at no point is he halfway alongside until he hits Bottas. So for me, yeah, Perez maybe had to take a slight bit avoiding action, but he didn't break a massive amount early. Of course, he's going to allow Hamilton the inside. And I mean, Perez nearly hits the... Uh, yes, yeah, so I can see why Perez also thought that he hit Bottas because my God, that was close. I Daniel think Ricciardo may, may would have, have not been able to that, leave actually. Mexico if he'd have taken out Perez. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, Perez hitting Bottas, sorry. Because uh, I can see like his front right pretty much touches Bottas and clearly Perez thought that he'd hit Bottas round but it was Ricardo on the inside instead. But yeah, either way, I, I, it's, it's just being slightly cautious. I don't think that that's something that Bottas can then be given 50% of the blame for. But uh, you know, I know that's open to opinion. Some people agree, some people don't. It's the beauty of social media. Some people decide to describe aggressively uh, how they how they feel and some don't which is also great if you're one of the don'ts congratulations that's how to live um next question unless you had anything else to add on that one i think so no no cool case you have a differing opinion and i accept that that's thank that's you very how, much that's how it's the like internet. the the office meme of like them shaking hands <laughs> that's us right now <laughs> that's us right now um next question well actually no no other questions it's Time to press the button. Oh, my voice has gone. Tommy, press the button quick. Now it's time for ABC EF1. I don't know know what that sounded like. Wasn't it always like Arnie? Yeah, I know. That's (laughs) That's very good. (laughs) Accidental impression. I'm having to bring Frank on for ABC EF1 because he keeps trying to I think, I, Frank's keep, I think I heard him a little bit earlier on making some noise. With he some was getting very annoyed at Katie's opinion. Yeah, bring him in. Bring him in. And, uh... We will actually bring him in <laughs> for for each for each grade, and we'll yawn. Do something. Hey, yawn, yawn if it's an A. Yeah, yawn yawn here for hours. <laughs> no, don't yawn if you agree with us. There you go. Right, let's start with Lewis Hamilton. A. Yeah, yeah I don't a. think he could have done much more. Kept Perez at bay. Red Bull clearly quicker. Yep. Second on the grid. Taken second at the start of the weekend. I think it's an A. Yeah, I think it's an A. Yeah, cool. Yeah. A. We are currently in agreement. Let's see if we can get to the next one. Valtteri Bottas. C. I have gone for C as well. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Are we about no, to disagree? No. No, I think that's fair. I mean, he did a sensational job to get pole, but pole doesn't get you points. And then, yeah, it just got held up behind Danny Rick. It's annoying because we've seen him this season, like Monza, for example, like absolute overtaking masterclass. <clears throat> but just this track and Danny Rick, he's like, nah, not today. <laughs> it's not happening. Yeah. Which is so weird because it's like you've not got a championship on the line or anything. You, you're about to leave Mercedes. Just at least go for it. Just Even send if you it, take yeah. your front wing off. Like. And that's that's what Bottas doesn't really have in his locker either, is it? Is that big whole percent send? Yeah, you know? it's his biggest um, weakness, so. definitely. Wait, what? I thought his defending was his biggest weakness. Tommy, we well, had just two his, biggest weaknesses. His driving. <laughs> oh, savage. Wow. No, race his craft. speed, his race qualifying pace, his one lap pace is amazing, but yeah, race it's, craft. it's his racecraft. It really does let him down. 
Okay, uh, sorry, the fans gave Hamilton an A and gave Bottas a C as well. So we're all in agreement. Max Verstappen, A star. A star. A star. Easiest A star. And the fans gave him an A star. Perez, A. <coughs> a. Lovely. And the fans gave him an A as well. Lando Norris. We finished 10th, did he? 10th, yeah. I think that's, that's, I think that's a B. Uh, it's close to an A, but oh, I was going more C. Yeah, I was oh, going really? lower. Yeah. <laughs> started last. I don't know. I just felt like the McLaren didn't really have That's any pace true. whatsoever. Yeah, it's definitely not a C for starting last and finishing tenth. Come on. I mean, That's the car's true. in front of him. Yeah, the McLaren was dead this weekend. Like bad. Now, Danny Rick got a toe and only managed seventh in qualifying after all of that when Gasly was like clear in fifth. Yeah, I think actually yeah, B is B is a solid result. Started 18th, made it up to B10. I think it's, it's got to be a B. And, Tommy, are you happy yeah. with that? Are we going to continue the agreement? No, he scrapes a B for me then. Okay, that's fine then. We're still in agreement. That's fine. And the fans gave him a B as well. We're five from five. Congratulations, everybody. It feels like when we get to the midfield, that's when it, get, it gets into trouble. Daniel Ricciardo. D. Uh, yes, because in my opinion, it was his fault, and he threw away some very well. I say very good points. Like they need damage limitation with yeah. how quick Ferrari are. So and this is this is where Katie comes in and disagrees, surely, because if she thinks it wasn't a pen, it wasn't it wasn't a penalty, then. I've, yeah, this is a bit of a difficult one. <laughs> he did. There's no denying his involvement in it even though they both had involvement in the incident, as I said, my opinion. Um, but Ferrari have now taken that third place spot and with Ricardo in the top 10. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. Uh, I think, yeah, maybe a D. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. And the fans gave him a C. So the fans are out of the agreement. It's just us three now. Congratulations. Charles Leclerc. Uh, he finished P5, but he was given back the position, wasn't he, by Carlos, from what I understand, uh, after they swap a rude. I think it's a, I think it's a B. Finished 18 seconds away from Gasly. Nothing special, but yeah, I think maybe. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a B. It's got to be a B. So hot. Yeah. Yeah, I think a B. That's fair. Wow, look at us yeah. go. Look at us go. I'm proud of us. And the fans gave Leclerc a B as well. Uh, Carlos Sainz, it was better than Leclerc because uh, he was on a well better strategy, fresher tyres, came through, passed Leclerc, had to give the position back. After there was, I think, a little bit of disagreement between the Ferrari drivers about swapping it. As always, they don't just swap straight away. They discuss it for a few laps. Does it equate to an A? Probably yes. Yeah. Yes. That's he swapped exactly it back at the end, but... I'm saying A anyway. He was home and, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, okay. A for science. He's he's very impressive at the moment in that Ferrari. I'm going to go with a high B. Ah! <laughs> Sorry. Why? <laughs> Katie, um, please reconsider. What, just for the sake of us all for matching? For the sake of agreement. <laughs> okay, it's fine. It has to be. It has to be legit. If you don't think it was an A performance, you you five minutes ago were like, people are allowed to disagree. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, for the sake of my this, this OCD is going on right now. Come on, no, it's fine, Katie. What what's your grade? A B, a B, high B. Ah, oh, for God's sake. You are ejected from the podcast. <laughs> the fans gave Leclerc a B as well. Uh, not Leclerc. Signs uh, gave signs B as well. Uh, Sebastian Vettel what a lovely little race from him in P7 in that Aston Martin mm. that is a solid A performance yeah him him uh, Kimi and Alonso all together on the track was quite cool didn't get to see any of it I think there were, there wasn't really much racing between them but um, they were close yeah. they were close yeah A yeah I think A is very well deserved lovely stuff and the fans gave him an A as well <laughs> smack the microphone yeah what? Oh, lovely. Frank Syke uh, either <coughs> agrees or doesn't. Lance Stroll finished 14th, oh. two laps down. That's a D. Yeah. Crashed in qualifying as well when he didn't even need to qualify. I'm going to give him an E. 
I think yeah, him crashing, him binning it in qualifying for absolutely no reason when you've already got an engine penalty is mm, yeah, a bit dumb, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, wow, Tommy not mincing his words. Love that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, fine. That's okay. We will disagree for the first time, Tommy. Uh, I'll give him a D. The fans gave him a D as well. Frank, jog on. Gasly, P4, did everything he could in that Alpha Tari. It's an A star from me. A double star if that even existed. Perfect. Wow, not even... You haven't even tried to give a double star to Verstappen. You want to give it to Gasly, though. Well, because Gasly was amazing in quality as well. Just absolutely perfection. Perfection, A stars, A star from the fans as well. Yuki Sonoda. Well, he didn't really have much of a race, did he? (laughs) Uh, He had a great qualifying, got yeeted because it was about four wide into a car track width of about 10 metres. So it's a C. Yeah. It's a shame he had yeah. his engine penalty inside the back because he was looking a bit better, but he just sacrificed his quality, didn't he? Yeah, poor poor guy, especially with everything that he'd received uh, this weekend from, from his boss. Uh, Fernando Alonso got into the points after starting quite badly after a terrible Q1 exit. It's a B from me, P9. Yeah, B. Yeah, he. I mean, he started P12, so, oh, yeah, with all the penalties, it wasn't actually. That yeah, bad, with all it? the penalties. But, but, <laughs> no, I found um, that crazy yeah, so, that when I saw that, that he had such a poor qualifying and then he's probably about where he'd start normally anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was some interesting calls from Alpine, though, um, to let Esteban go through, but not Alonso, even though Esteban has a penalty. But anyway, um, yeah, I think, what did you say? B. B. B, I think is fair. Okay, yeah, the fans I'm upset game. he didn't cut turn one, though. I know, absolute disgrace. Even when they um, gave, you know, they were like, you yeah, know what, F. it's fine. It's fine <laughs> yeah. up that corner. And I expected him to, but it took him a long time to get off the road. He eventually did at turn two, I think, because he had nowhere else to go. But mm. there's even a point where I watched his onboard from the start and there was obviously all the chaos going on. And all he had to do was like go over the grass and he still went round. And it's almost like he's like, you know what? I've seen all these memes. I'm not going to do it. Oh, no. <laughs> I've seen thing. Tommy's prediction. I'm not doing no. it. <laughs> uh, and, uh, okay, you beat, and the fans gave him a B as well. Esteban Ocon, he finished P13. Bit of a rubbish weekend for him. It's a C. Yeah. Start at the back. Yeah, C. Mm, yeah, I think C. Yep, fans gave him a C as well. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen, what a lovely little points haul for old Kimi. Uh, should have been Antonio Giovinazzi, really. But um, for whatever Yikes. reason, uh, they put him on a weird strategy, which he was not happy about. Um, I think it's an A for Kimi. Yeah, definitely. We're giving an Alfa Romeo higher than a C. <laughs> because they actually got points. Woo! Yay! Yeah, fans, A for Kimi. The fans gave him an A as well. <clears throat> Giovinazzi. So I think P6 B because it's he not was his absolutely fault. Absolutely flying, wasn't he? He was flying. Did you along. hear his radio message at the end? Oh my days. Wasn't he something like thanks sarcasm, for those... 100%. Sarcasm, thanks for the strategy. Like what was tell, his strategy? Tell me your <laughs> tell me you've been fired with yeah. they, you've been fired. Yeah. Uh, they pitted him and then he came out in traffic. Ah, uh, that was it. Because everyone else really went early long. as well. Mm. And then he just got stuck and it's Mexico. It's a very silly strategy to do, really, wasn't it? Um, he said he was happy with the timing of the pit stop, just not the fact that he came out in front of all the traffic. So <laughs> so probably not the timing of the pit stop then. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. thing. Uh, so he finished 11th in the end, but yeah, I think the strategy screwed him over a bit. I think it's a B, yeah. Yeah, B. His yeah, third yeah, consecutive 11th place. Oh, Which is a bit bloke. of a oh, kick wow. to the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, that goes a bit better. Alfa Romeo could be challenging Williams for that 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 next spot couldn't they really but uh instead they're not managing to utilize good opportunities uh so Giovinazzi got a c from the fans george russell he was up to like ninth wasn't he and then just fell away because that williams is absolutely awful around mexico which no surprise because you actually have to change the car set up from its original design and uh yeah so that's a, a c for for george yeah c C for George. And a C for Latifi as well. They didn't both have any drink either. Time. No drink. Didn't have any drink. No drink. Apparently. No drink. Not no drink, drink at all. Wasn't it that he detached it himself or something you said, Katie? Or <laughs> I think so. during the safety guy, he was trying to move something and then just undid the like thing that goes Pouch to it, the little pipe. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a bit silly. Yeah, that amateur silly. mistake, D. <laughs> yeah. yeah, F. 
so C's for both of the Williamses. They both finished two laps down. Did Atifi um, tag the back of Ocon at the start as well? Or am I imagining things? A lot of things happened at Turn 1. It did a lot. <laughs> uh, but um, I feel like... Uh, um, I don't know if I want to give Latifi and George the same. Mm, oh, I'll just do a C. You can yeah, tell this is this week. I haven't thought of it before. Yeah. I'm C for both. Yeah, it's fine. Right, yeah, they're on the same lap. Well done. Well done, Latifi. The fans gave him a C as well. Nikita Mazepin. I mean, he was up to 12th, 11th? <laughs> 11th, 11th, yeah. 11th at the start. And I think I genuinely was very shocked. He ended up three laps down. I mean, that's Whoa, just, that's just I didn't Mazepin even things. That. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's got to be a D. I mean, how how can you be eleventh and finish three laps down? That's just does he drive a house? Posterous. <laughs> but he was actually holding his own for a while, and then yeah. next thing you know, you blinked and he was down in eighteenth, which was the. It just seems runner. to happen with them, doesn't it? I don't mm. really get how. Yeah. Like, say you, he's he's up there, and you think, oh well, at least you know he might finish on the back of the Williams, and then. I think if Mick Schumacher's in that position, he's definitely at the very least two laps down and probably in a <laughs> stroll Bottas territory. Mm. So it's a D from me. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. And the fans gave him an F. Shot. Really? <laughs> and Mick Schumacher, his rear wheel went flying uh, when Ocon double killed the rookies. Um, he had a reasonable... Start. He was a Mick C. Schumacher in a house. C. C. And the fans gave him a C. Lovely stuff. Predictions for the Mexico Grand Prix. I went for Perez team orders. I don't even remember that. Um, it was a long time ago that. Did he get any team orders? I reckon. I reckon. <laughs> I reckon. I'm wingless. I reckon Verstappen did say something about Perez, maybe. Was it the other way around? No, Perez was ordering the team. Listen to this. <laughs> oh, this was Max. Oh, this to slow Lewis down half a point. <laughs> that uh, the survey uh, says. Uh, uh. <laughs> not really much was was made of that, was it? That no. Sergio Perez telling Max to, to back Lewis. Up. Down. I was like, <laughs> "Come on, chat! Wow, you've really per- misjudged the situation here." <laughs> Live team WTF one members watching podcast right now. Perez team orders is all I wrote. Did he or did he not order the team as as Sergio <laughs> Perez? <laughs> To use Max Verstappen, that's half a I mean, point. Is he getting half a point? <laughs> half a point and Sonoda scores points again. Um, no. Well, oh, age poorly. Top ten, top ten, wasn't he? And then, anyway, yep, yeah, no, no points for me, unfortunately. Uh, Tommy, I went for more track limit drama from Alonso. Now, <laughs> yes, he didn't cut the corner, but <laughs> on Thursday he like demanded a meeting with everyone, didn't he, about track limits. So I'm calling that track limit. Ah, uh, no, jog on. I've said zero points for Paris team orders. So uh, I think that's zero points. I mean, that's track limit drama. Oh, all the chat are going, no points, no points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for Tommy, uh, not me. However. And <laughs> uh, Perez first poll. No. Ah, lovely. Happen. Katie. I went for Gasly top five. So nice, nice point. Nice. And then Ferrari podium, which didn't happen. Uh, technically... Ferrari sponsors the podium as that champagne, and it was a Ferrari. If I see, look, you can have I, your I, point. Yeah, I was gonna say that is actually we give half a point true. to all of us, and then it's <laughs> redundant anyway. So, no, I think we just, I mean, to be fair, Katie's one is probably the best in terms of that is legitimately what happened. It was a Ferrari podium, but anyway, mine's maybe. legitimate. He had track limit drama. <laughs> oh, come on. What, yeah, that, how do you what, like East water is wet? No. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the fans, Ace 12, Adam, both Ferraris on the podium. No, Stormboy, one, two, seven, 172, Russell, top five, and Quali. No, why would Stormboy? That is the most ambitious Mexico prediction. And Frontriandini, DNF for one of the Red Bulls. No, so out of all of that, we scored one point. Lovely, we are so bad. Predictions <laughs> for the Brazilian Grand Prix sprint race will be dull. Oh, for God's sake. Um, mainly because I think that there'll be no element of strategy. It may well be dry, hoping to jinx it. I'll happily take the zero points if it's a banger, but I think it'll be dull. And the second one, Verstappen goes more than 25 points clear. Nice. nice. Tommy. Just seeing a couple of points. Uh, points for Tommy in the chat, <laughs> just saying. Um, oh, yeah, and you're burning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Tommy WTF12. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, what have I gone for? Uh, action-packed sprint race. I love how you've um, got the Oh, you've got yeah. opposites. Um, 
and surprise podium finisher. Okay, we need a terms and conditions booklet out for this one. Surprise podium finisher would 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 mean someone that's not been on the podium this year, which is two. People. No, no, yeah, no. yeah, 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 no, it's, yeah, not. yeah. it's basically or not two people that can. One of the Mercedes, like a Gasly or, the, or something. Yeah, okay, I reckon. Okay, okay. Yeah, and is this the race podium or is this the sprint speed king podium? Speed, no, yeah. race podium. No, race podium. Sprint okay. race quality podium. Yeah, cool. Katie, I've gone for both Alfa Romeos into Q two, and Red Bull take constructors championship lead. Red Bull take constructors. So you're just you know mm. that Red Bull's got a strong car <laughs> going to Brazil. They need to outscore Mercedes by two points. And you come in with that kind of prediction. I can tell that you're getting towards the end of the season and you're like, right, I need to pick up I as many points, points as possible. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, great. I'm not stupid. What an absolute <laughs> Give me all the points. Unreal. We'll be taking that to VAR if you end up winning <laughs> by one point. Fans, Rock Vishal, 1996 Ferrari, extend their lead in the Constructors' Championship. Chateau Movie R, Ricardo and Norris crash together. And Kieran is boring a non-Red Bull or Mercedes win. Well, well, well. Mm. If well, I was going to say if one of them, if it's the Ferrari one, maybe a bit boring. If there's two points for the fans, then we've got a spicy race on the way. There we go then, everybody. That is the end of the WTF1 podcast for the Mexico City Grand Prix. Katie, final thoughts? Oh, my Yes, oh, <laughs> absolutely. You were bouncing along. You I was in my own little world. Oh, that's Love so it. cruel. Um, well, my final thoughts. I'm gonna nick off somebody in the Team WTF one chat. That's um, not your Formula question. One. Derland said Max and Lewis to crash. It's a sprint weekend, which is following the traditions of in oh, wow. Monza yeah, true, and Silverstone. Actually. So I'm gonna take your final thought. I'm really sorry. Please don't sue. Suing <laughs> will happen. <laughs> Tommy. Um, mine go. is that the Brazilian Grand Prix is of all the of all the races we didn't go to last year, and I'm probably missing one, but as far as I can think of, that is the one I missed the most, and I'm very glad we're going back to. So I I'm hoping it's a banger because it is Interlagos and it normally is. What about Monaco? We didn't go there last year. And Monaco. You can have those two. No, nothing. Tommy's like, no. I, I, <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> just silence. Yeah, I know we didn't go to Monaco. I'm not saying <laughs> okay, thank you for that final thought, Tommy. It was actually a little bit more extensive than what you yeah. usually come out with, rather than just, oh, look at Frank. Oh, Frank, look at Frank. Final look thought? at you. What's your final, final thought, thought, Frank? Good. Yawn if Max Verstappen wins. We're doing it in the actual podcast now. This is incredible. Wow. Yawn if Lewis Hamilton wins. Yawn if a non-Mercedes up Red Bull wins. There you go. He yawns a lot, doesn't he? Right, and my final thought is, yes, I'm similar to you, Tommy. I cannot wait to see Brazil back. It's going to be amazing to watch Interlagos. I love it so much. I wish it was the finale. It's not. I'm also glad it's not the finale. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a particularly close battle between Verstappen and Hamilton going into the last race. So, can't wait. It's going to be great. Weather sprint qualifying will actually make it better or worse is yet to be seen but we will see thank you everybody for watching please check out the wtf1 annual that we have launched very recently katie is absolutely slaving away at getting that uh ready for you guys to send out wtf1 Frank, author yeah the wtf1 author and the wtf1 founder <laughs> and the wtf1 dog all here in, uh, in, in that's no way to talk about yourself matt <laughs> good one katie enjoyed that thank you to the thank team you. wtf1 members as well for watching the live podcast version of this it's you know it's you get some great behind the scenes content of us not being able to set things up so if you want to join team wtf1 go (laughs) check that out as well i'm going to stop talking now bye 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 Bye, frank bye frank wave get him to wave there we go (laughs) he yawns all the time bye (laughs) bye